Welcome to Horror Dads. This is episode 19. We are joined by some of our good friends, Matt Pepler and Brian Schof of the Post Credits Podcast. And today we are discussing Halloween 3. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? How's it going, guys? We are really glad to have you guys on our turf this time. Yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. It's it's different. It's different not to, I mean, not to be behind the wheel when we're we're gonna go into a deep dive about a movie, you know? Yeah, take a seat. Well, and it's and, and it's a real honor. You guys have some cool guests, so it's uh, it's not it's it's an honor to be included. Well, I mean, we so clearly, uh, one could call us fans of Matt Pepler's work. Um, we talk about him <laughs> every day to our wives. My uh, wife today was like. <laughs> I said I bought some Halloween stuff, and she was like, don't tell me, Matt Pepler. And I was like, well, yes. And I said, and guess who's going to be on our podcast tonight? And she was like, no. I said, yep. Well, yeah, Brittany said to me, too, she's like, you and these fucking Matts, Matt Tobin, Matt Pepler. You... But uh, but the, the the person we really want to focus on for a minute here is Brian with, with Post Credits Podcast, because Brian's this is his first time on the show, Matt um was kind enough to join us back uh back in I don't know maybe episode 8 9 somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, back in the early actually, 2000s. It was like the kind of it was like being on that that kind of like kicked off like eventually what Brian and I started doing. So, oh. yeah, which is great. It's kind of a catalyst so to speak. Well, that that's amazing and and so we've been on uh post credits twice now the the next episode will have released by the time this one releases, which will come out this coming Monday, I think. Um, but they've got some great stuff. But, but Brian, do you want to take a couple of minutes real quick, man, and just introduce yourself and your relationship to uh, to the horror genre? Um, you, you know, we know you're not a dad, so you don't have to talk about uh, family life. But just in general, man, like your interests and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I started making movies uh, when I was a teenager, um, Dawn of the Dead, you know, I mean, I mean, I love Star Wars as much as the next guy, but Dawn of the Dead was the movie that made me want to make movies. And, uh, the, there was something about it where it just kind of had this like homespun quality to it. I mean, it, it was a slick movie. It wasn't amateurish, but you know, there's kind of an impression where like, you know, if, if you and your friends really had your act together, like you could do something like this. So, um, yeah, it kind of just, uh, started me down a path and, and, uh, we started post credits podcast as kind of a you know Matt's a graphic designer he and I became good buddies in college and then post credits was just an idea that we were kicking around as kind of a quarantine project uh, it's not really safe to make movies right now so it's like yeah let's let's do that podcast we talked about yeah well we're glad that you did and we'll have you guys plug some of the stuff that you uh, have recently been doing on there uh, before we wrap but um the the content that you've been putting out, you sent me a YouTube link actually after the first time that we were on the post credits podcast and uh, some really neat stuff. We, I so I've I've been watching through a lot of the uh, the releases that you have, so we can we can publish that so others can find it. But um, you know you you, you had the one uh, film I think it was called uh, um, 
the, the thing that came from the garage, um, and a couple others on there. One one's like a choose your own adventure, and that <laughs> that most recent yeah. uh, uh, Instagram post that you put where you're like, uh, classic last words is let's not make a big deal out of this, and you're like surrounded by. <laughs> all this equipment oh yeah yep (laughs) yep let's let's not make a big scene out of this yeah um but the and you had a little video on there too of like a zombie cgi uh test like a you you kind of do like like diy stuff yeah so that during quarantine since I, i i couldn't make the movie i had planned to be making um one of the projects i had on the back burner was kind of doing like an hd remaster of the first movie that I ever put on YouTube, which became to this day is one of the biggest things I ever put on YouTube. Um, it was called rise of the dead. It was a zombie movie that we did a a while ago, probably about 10 years ago. And a good companion piece to that was to do kind of a new, how to do zombie effects, like DIY special effects stuff using, that movie is kind of an example because I, I found like with original content, you know, especially on YouTube now, the way that things are, it's really difficult to get people to notice an original thing. Cause it's kind of like putting your message in a glass bottle and then throwing it into a sea of glass bottles and hoping people find <laughs> yours. Yeah. I, we were just talking what about uh, never hike alone before this conversation. And that was one of those like really prominent glass bottles that surface. So I, I totally see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. And and one way to do that, I mean, like people want to find original stuff, but they don't know what it's called, so they can't search for it. Yeah. So I I try and show kind of like how we did things as kind of, you know, hey, you can do this, too, sort of thing. And, you know, I've had a lot of good feedback on that stuff. So people wind up, you know, subscribing because they like that kind of video. But then. You know, every once in a while, it, it's like if they're not just there for that, like, oh, this movie looks kind of interesting. So they click on that and, you know, you kind of grow your fans one by one that way. Matt, what yes. are you doing, buddy? I mean, we're going to talk about what we've been buying lately and um, the past well, like five episodes. Should, can can we just call it like what we are returning? You know, like <laughs> instead of like what we are buying. Well, before we hit like... what we've been buying, why don't why don't you... Uh, uh, cover a couple of things you've been making and selling recently that Jamie and I have been buying and others. Uh, and then we'll, then we'll jump into what we've been returning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I've, I mean, I've been making like a lot of artwork, uh, the last, I, it seems like it's longer, but it's really only been like three weeks or so. It feels like it's been like months, but, uh, just a lot of new Halloween artwork, uh, like original stuff, you know, stuff that references Trick or Treat or the Halloween movies. Like, I did, like, some smaller ones that are, like, 8 by 10 inch ones that are, like, the Halloween 3 masks. Um, and, like, Haddonfield Memorial Hospital keychain, which I thought was just fun. You know, people are really, really liking that. Um, I'm going to quit my job and go work as a custodian just so I could fucking <laughs> use that at a hospital. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. And then, uh, and it just, it just seems so crazy because it's like, there's so much content and there's like stuff that's, uh, like hasn't even seen social media. Like you guys have seen it. Like I'm collaborating with another artist and his name is Joel Herrera. And, um, like we're, it's the first time I've ever collaborated. I didn't know like how the process was actually going to work, uh, between our two styles, because I feel like they're very different. Like he's very much more of like a, 
like a comic book illustrator and I have this like minimalistic and retro style, but somehow it's like coming together really well. So we're going to be releasing those in the next week or so. I mean, depending on like when this comes out, you, they might be online by then. So, and uh, Joel, we love your work, man. We're coming for you. We'll be asking you to come on shortly here. So keep an eye out, buddy. (laughs) Well, I, uh, I I meant to, (laughs) Hey, awkward moment. Uh, so I meant to talk to you about that, like, cause I was like, cause he was talking about like how, like he's not getting traction on like Instagram. I was like, well, you know, I could talk to like horror dads and you could be on our podcast. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. That'd be great. Well, perfect. So it's, it's sealed. So he's already interested. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll connect you guys up together and you guys can figure it out. So cool. awesome. Yeah. And we'll, we'll share, I mean, we've been sharing stuff. We'll make sure. We get links out there to find all Matt's uh, most recent stuff. But Jamie, you want to jump into what we've been buying, uh, or let's let's do what we've been watching first. You want to start, man? Yeah. So um, one of the not so obvious Halloween films that I've been uh, checking out was Tales of Halloween. I kind of watch that one every year. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's, it's got fine. its moments. Yeah. I don't even know how many. It's it's an anthology, but it has like. Upwards of almost ten stories, I think. That's the one that has that like changeling one, right? The kid in the woods with a tree. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay. Um, there's not much. There's some cool. There's some um, pretty good segments in there. There's the one where the kids. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a one where the kids are trick or treating, and there's like a group of friends hanging out. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, find yeah. out that they've been up to some sinister, sinister ass shit. <laughs> and the it, well, it starts where the kids are killing these people off one by one, and you're like, "Man, these fucking little shits!" <laughs> and then you find out they have a good reason. Uh, but that's one of the most memorable uh, Segments, clips for me. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I just checked out. You and I have discussed before how behind we are on new movies that come out, but I just watched The Invisible Man. Oh, I did too. What'd you think? That was really good. Yeah, so good. I, I mean, you know, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but I went into it with pretty low expectations, so I was pretty impressed by uh, how it all came out. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to mention was, I I love this movie so much. It's a little bit of a slow burn, I guess, but it's The Exorcist 3. Oh, fuck yeah. And I watched it. I actually, I started it regularly on Amazon, texted you like, God damn, do I love The Exorcist 3, and you were like, are you watching it on Joe Bob? I said, no, I'm not, but I should. Yeah. So I switched over. Uh, so get, the only thing about that Joe, Joe Bob episode, which it's a great one. Is that the one where he does the Gillette? The Gillette? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like so <laughs> long, so dude. Long. So long. You're like, where are you going with this, Joe Bob? Why are we just talking about <laughs> Gillette? Uh, but I love he, he that He covers movie. that very baffling, like, 40-minute uh, Gillette commercial that they put out. Yes. Yeah. Which has a good purpose and function, but... Yeah, so sure. he, he covers that yeah. in great, great detail. But that movie has one of the best, like, jump scares maybe ever yeah. in it, uh, ever. as Joe Bob alludes I've, to. But oh, I've, I've been meaning to rewatch that because I, I just watched uh, Scream Queens, the TV series, for the first time. Is that good? I, I, yeah, it's okay. Uh, season well, one's good, better like, than mm, season two, but, yeah. you know, it's it's worth watching. It's entertaining. Um. But they have like a really hardcore nod to Exorcist Three, and like you see it, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, so I've been meaning to rewatch Exorcist Three just because of that. 
What else have you been watching, Brian? Oh, Matt's going to enjoy this. Um, uh, I've been sure make, I am. I've been I, making a I, meal out of the Friday the 13th series because I bought that monster box set that Scream Factory just put out. Oh, yeah. So I've, mm-hmm. I've been watching about one of them a night, and I've, I've made it up to part eight. And it, I think oh, this nice. might be the first time I've ever watched the series in order. I, I usually jump around. Like, sure. I'll, I'll start watching one of them because, it, like, it'll be a Friday the 13th, and I watch a Friday the 13th every Friday the 13th just to, you know, you, you got to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and then it's like, before you know it, like, well, you know, I'll, I'll watch another one because the box that's down here. And I'm too lazy to walk over to the bookshelf to get another movie. And um, does Julius still get uh, his head punched off in the uh, the super box set version? He, he does. Yes. All right. Good. 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 And and it is glorious. <laughs> Matt, what have you been up to, man? So you watch Invisible Man. What else have you been watching? Uh, I I watched uh, Bly Manor uh, in like rapid succession. Ooh. I think oh, I did fuck. that in like a day and a half. How so, was it? Uh, How yeah, it was really good. Watched it yet. It was like really good. Yeah. Like not what I expected. Like it's not it's I I would say it's as good but it's just it's a different type of story that they're telling from and it, it's not like here's a new mansion with more ghosts just like the yeah. you know house on or a hill house you know season. So uh I enjoyed that aspect of it but man damn that last episode dude. <laughs> like I'm yeah. not going to go into it, yeah, but it's just it like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've got two episodes left. I, I'm kind of struggling with it. Uh, you're not, you're not I, feeling it that much, Brian. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of flashbacks and I, I feel like uh, if, if they, if they did like four episodes instead of eight, like it really could have been something. And it, it's just, I don't know. It's, what it's is, not, what is, it's, it's, it's not, yeah. Things that I, I get lost. People think are good. (laughs) (laughs) What what is this? The horror aspect seems kind of weak on it too. It's just no. It's no. I mean, there's there's some jump scares, but I wouldn't consider it like a a horror show. You know, like I I I would say that like Hill House is more horror than this one. This is like it's like more supernatural stuff. There's a lot less like jump scares or eeriness to it than Hill House. Matt, you been hitting know. anything else, man? Uh, yeah, like a bunch of ho- horror movies. I mean, that aren't named Friday the Thirteenth for numerous reasons, but uh, like Trick or Treat, like uh, Reanimator, oh, Ride yeah. of Reanimator, uh, Watch, you know, uh, Invisible Man, like stuff like that. Uh, I mean, and plus, I mean, I just keep buying movies. Uh, uh, yeah, Arrow so Video just had like another like seventy percent off sale on their site, so I bought like Carrie, Donnie Darko, An American Werewolf in London, and yeah, good ones. Uh, what's another one? Dude. I can't remember the other one right now. <laughs> but oh, another horror movie in there. A lot, of, a lot of good upgrades there. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. So I've been hitting uh, Haunting a Hill House, uh, prepping for Bly Manor, and this week I've been really getting into the Halloween films. I mean, we just recorded last weekend, mm-hmm. so uh, we, we sort of talked about that, but I I did a deep dive into Halloween Resurrection, and so strangely, I was sitting exactly where Jamie is right now, working from home this week, and a good friend of ours who lives in New York City, and he's he works as a photographer, uh, filmmaker, videographer, he texted me and said, I literally, I had 
uh, Halloween Resurrection on. Buster Rhymes was getting ready to do karate in that moment, and he texted me and said, I'm doing a video with Buster Rhymes next week. Uh, send me any Halloween Resurrection questions you have. And I had it on at that moment. <laughs> so I instantly picked up the phone and called him, and he was like, I'm on my bike in Midtown. What do you need? And I was like, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> so, but that's what, wow. I've, what I've been watching. So, Matt, what have you been trying to buy, my friend? Well, I mean, uh, I've been trying to get uh, the Friday the 13th box set that everyone on Instagram has been taking pictures of and being <laughs> like, look at this cool thing I got in the mail. There's Isn't not a cool? person on Instagram that hasn't taken a photo of this. Yeah. Uh-huh. If they own it. I mean, I've taken they own photos it. of mine, but for different Let, reasons. Yeah, let's see those. You should post those. Yours, you, yours uh, can be found in the reviews section of Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is the one star saying, I would give it negative stars, but I can't. <laughs> There's no option for zero stars. Right. So when we recorded with Matt and Brian last week, Brian was talking about how he had recently received his, uh, his beautiful box set. Matt said he hadn't gotten his yet. Now we're one week later, and Matt said, oh, I got one, but I also got more than one. Yes, because the first one I got was like pretty excited. It arrived. I open it up, and two of the disc cases are cracked. Two of the movies are just flying around the box, uh, scratched mm. to holy hell. Mm. There's a dent in the back of the box, like the upper right or left-hand corner. So now like none of the movies fit flush in there, like scratches all over. So I'm like... 20 minutes later, I take it back to UPS, and I ship it back to Amazon. I'm like, nope, we're not doing this. Uh, so, a couple days later, the replacement arrives. I open this one up, and it looked like someone hit it with a bowling ball because the top of it was, like, crushed in, so the top part of the box was, like, separated from the rest of the box. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Well... Obviously, the third one I get will be fine, right? But before I do that, I go to make a return uh, through Amazon Prime's, you know, Amazon.com. Like, you know, one does when they get a damaged shipment. And it says I can't return it, that I'm not eligible to return the damaged box set. So now I have to call Amazon and, you know, have myself a little fit on the phone with them because now I'm just annoyed and disgruntled that I have to be doing this in the first place. And this dimwit from Amazon <laughs> goes, well, we can't guarantee that, you know, what we ship you will arrive undamaged. And my response was, well, you ship glass, don't you? Like that arrives without a scratch on it. It doesn't arrive broken. I find it hard to believe that you can't send me a Blu-ray box set without it being damaged. So she goes, well, okay, I'm going to talk to logistics, you know. And that's when they sent me the third one. They overnighted it, but this one's damaged too. So here we are. Round three, box set number four, coming in a couple days. And this all happened in the past, literally, I think, six days. Because when we talked to you last Saturday, (laughs) you hadn't I can just picture, too, like the, the initial purchase when you were, like, smiling, opening the box. And now by the third oh, yeah. one, you're opening it with like a grimace. A grimace like, this look. better be fucking right. <laughs> it's like you have a cat I, turd I in your mouth. I literally said out 
I said out loud, I'm like, what would the odds be that this one, this third one, would be damaged? They just keep sending you the same 100%. one, but they punch it one more time before they resend it. Yeah, they're like, well, fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, no, we're not going to give him a, a nice copy of these movies. Oh, man. Um, what else have you been buying? Anything else? Uh, <laughs> just movies. That's about yeah. it. I bought some stuff from, like, Wicked Clothing. Uh, that should be arriving soon. But uh, other than that, just oh, you said my you picked up one of a at an all-time low. Uh, Dave, Amazon right now. David Slobodnik's uh, shirts too, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be coming in a couple days. Awesome. I, I mean, like, so many days are a blur, and all I remember is that I did get tracking information. I didn't look at it. I was like, it'll get here, it's whatever, <laughs> you know. That's how I am as so, well. Yeah. You're gonna love when it gets there. <laughs> <damaged>. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, well, oh, if anyone sends me any damaged thing, just so you know, my reaction to you is going to be because I'm coming off the heels of dealing with Amazon. So, I will you are you come at you with the fires of hell. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Oh, shit. But, yeah, that's my, that's where I'm at with Friday the 13th. And, right. man, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if I get another damaged box, do I just throw out the box and keep the movies at this point? Because it seems like this is like a a pretty easy thing to ship out, you know. Brian said like he got his and it was fine, but he didn't order it from Amazon. It's clearly like an Amazon yeah. problem. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I got it from Shout Factory because I I bought the Super One with the the posters and it came in a long box with the poster tube in there. Oh yeah. So it it was well protected. It was an and experience to open it. Probably there is an advantage to ordering direct. You know, they handle it is there, a little more care. Oh, yeah. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, how about you? What have you been buying, man? Do you, um, is there anything you've been stocking up on for the season or? I, not a lot. Um, I, I bought that box set, as I said. Um, I, I haven't been able to get out to a Halloween store because there aren't any open by me, which oh, yeah, is. Yeah, that's been... what you were saying last weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's a real that's really breaking. Good. Yeah. I feel like it, I'm going to send a limo to pick you up and bring you to fucking get <laughs> Austin Town, Ohio. I was going to say, then he's like, you, you brought me here. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, this looks like my, oh my, my Michigan town. <laughs> I still like walking around in them, even though I, I pretty much make all my own stuff as the years go on, because it's like I get a little disappointed in the Halloween store stuff. Yeah. But you, yeah. you do find cool things that you can use as like props or whatever. So. Yeah, hey, I like to take stock of that stuff, but now not not this year. It's been pretty awful. Yeah, COVID. I'll, I'll yeah, blame COVID. Yep. So John, hey, what I have got we? A question. Oh yeah, yeah. Should I um, email Amazon this podcast and be like, "Look at what you're doing to me. Look at the bad <laughs> press you're getting." <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There uh, are literally eight people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, then they'll send it. They'll send you a one star <laughs> review. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for sending us this shitty podcast. Uh, the Horror Dads podcast told you to told us to give you a one star review, so here it is. Yeah. They're social media influencers, okay? You don't know who you're fucking oh my with. God. Uh, so, John, what have we been buying? Yeah, Jamie and I legitimately, from two separate homes, made the same order last night of the same thing. Yeah, it's not. We both ordered, I think, the exact same thing from you, Matt. Which yeah. were the well, you did, and here's the funny thing, because they both came in around the same time, yeah. but I got like the emails like kind of at the same time, like notification of like someone on Squarespace bought it, and it was like when I see like a sale, it shows me like 
it doesn't show me like who bought it first. It shows me like in the push notification, it just says like you sold this for X amount of dollars, right? And then it was like two of them, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, is this like a is there an error on my website? You know, like, oh, these two. Oh, I was nerds. like, oh no, they bought the exact same thing. <laughs> the Ultimate <two>. nerds. <laughs> you better you will rue the day if these come damaged matt <laughs> well uh, we, the they're <laughs> they are insured and i know that i'm better than amazon because i can get things to people undamaged that's that's it that's all i gotta say you know and if it does come damaged just let me know send out another one one star review um <laughs> for the record the packaging that that um you send stuff in matt it's great, honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah. If you guys have not um, purchased anything from Matt, clearly we endorse that entire philosophy. So check it out. You will not be disappointed in the packaging. It honestly, it makes you feel like a kid coming home and and finding that like your favorite, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated for kids arrived and it has baseball cards in it. That's what it feels like. It's that like that <laughs> yeah. tradition of like being excited to get mail again. And my, it's my Disney Junior. No. magazines honest to christ like when i come home and i see a box and it's <laughs> something i ordered i get so yeah, no, excited know, yeah. about the, the, oh, the me process too. but john and i each got the the three season of the witch eight by tens uh that we'll probably re- arrange the exact same way on both of our walls <laughs> um we also both got the haddonfield keychain which we will swap out from the keychain that we also both have the cabin 13 <laughs> from friday the 13th um and then we each all like not only did we both buy the exact same thing from you, we both bought the exact same thing from, I think, Alone in the Dark. We both bought the Vincent Drug t-shirt. Did you get the Vincent I Drug? I sure as shit did, yeah. Jamie. And then I also, John and I will <laughs> hug together with our crew necks that we bought from David Slobodnik also. Um, so, John and I, so, ultimate horror nerds. Rule of thumb, <laughs> if you want your sales to increase by three times, be on this podcast and we will go bankrupt <laughs> for we you. We will support you. <laughs> Hey, I got a question. What's your question? Do you buddy? guys ever arrive to like a barbecue or like a family event? And we plan you know, it something ahead casual. No, we we plan it right? ahead now. Yeah. Oh, no, we do. Oh, we check. You don't it's... arrive with like the same clothing. Nope. on? We have to check. We have to yeah. check. Oh shit. Um. All right. Before we get into discussing Halloween three, we have a couple quick uh, shout outs to make too. Um. So Matt, one when we had you on the the podcast the first time, actually. Uh, we did that giveaway, and one of our Instagram followers who we met during that giveaway, he was one of our, our winners, um, his Instagram handle is uh, at Atomic Beaner. He, uh, he has corresponded with us regularly, loves the show, loves the podcast. He met us through you, Matt, so thank you for that, and he's a big fan of yours. Um, oh, awesome, man. Yeah, so really cool. huge shout-out to him. And, and, what's, and the, what's the... Uh, uh... Oh, handle <laughs> his oh handle is at atomic beaner at oh yeah 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 she like that person's awesome i no, it's not a she i don't believe it, no. no it's a it's a dude and he's a really yeah he's like he's been, a fucking talented artist too he's he's really good uh good artist yeah but, he's been like super supportive yeah i'm glad like he got something so yeah and he, yeah like he's always like interacting on instagram so he sent me some uh, music recommendations this morning, actually. So we've had a, a bunch of those in um, response to our fall episode. So keep those coming. We love that. I was listening to some stuff on the way here. So I'm gonna hit. Uh, I'm gonna hit a couple from uh, from our buddy here. So "Scream of the Butterfly" by Acid Bath. 
um, UGO by Dead Pirates and Sweet Knife by Night Stalker, he said, uh, are his uh, Halloween jams. So he just sent us those this morning. I haven't had a chance to check them out, but we will. We encourage you guys to do the same. And please keep the communication coming. Keep the sh uh, uh, recommendations coming. We, we really appreciate that. If you're not following us um, on social, we can be fine on all platforms at Horror Dads. Uh, if you have a second, jump on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Um, do the same for our buddies here in, in post-credits. They can be found on Instagram at, is it at post-credits? Uh, yeah, post-credits podcast. At post-credits podcast. They've got a lot of great content on there. Um, and uh, do the same for them. Jump on, give them a review. It helps them get found um, and helps them, you know, just in general visibility. So with that said, let's get into Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Let's do it. Uh, I like this movie a lot. Well, I've grown to like it. Uh, pretty excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah, good. I mean, I'm way pumped. So the reason we are doing so um, post credits podcast always focuses on one film every episode. Uh, so we figured with having them on, we let them pick what movie they wanted to talk about from the Halloween franchise uh, so that we could kind of make them feel comfortable, do kind of uh, their thing on our show. And here we are with one of John and mine's favorite movies of the franchise, Halloween three season of the witch. about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Drink or treat, drink or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Congress? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, two weeks prior, to, we're, we're T-minus two weeks to actual Halloween day, so this is definitely the time of year. And I have such distinct, fond memories of this film. 
I feel like this movie and Killer Clowns from Outer Space I found kind of at the same time as a youngin. And particularly when I moved to Kent State University where I went to college, um, I just remember living there with my sister, Jamie's wife, and when when we had our apartment there, it was fall time and we would always do these like lavish Halloween preparations. I just remember so distinctly watching this movie over and over and over again in the fall. So many times with Killer Clowns from Outer Space, eating your up gyro, having friends over, drinking shitty like Michelob Ultra. The worst. Yeah. Beer. Just <laughs> Michelob Ultra was way too classy for us at that time. Buddy. Oh, low calorie though. Back when mm-hmm. we cared about our figure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we cared about our figure, we would not have been eating some of the shit we were eating. <laughs> But yeah, I just I have such a fond, just general nostalgic connection to this movie. But I'm really uh, looking forward to bef- before we jump into the movie itself, um, Matt. I, I think you and Brian kind kind of have differing opinions on this. But do you guys want like talk about your nostalgic or not nostalgic connection to this film? Uh, uh, sure. Like, well, for me, like I don't know. Growing up, like this was like I love the Halloween franchise for the most part. And this always seemed to be like the throwaway movie. Like none of my friends at the time considered it like a part of Halloween. It was mm-hmm. not a movie we discussed when talking about the Halloween movies. But then like over time, I don't know, whenever like Shout Factory released their special edition of Hall- Halloween 3, I was like of all movies, like why why this one? Why would you release like a special edition of this one? And then, like, doing comic conventions, people would ask, like, oh, when are you doing a Halloween 3 poster? So, I'm like, okay, is it, is it bad? You know, like, because yeah. my re- <laughs> recollection of it is, like, it's not a good movie. So then I just ended up buying the uh, Scream Factory one. And over time, like, I like it a lot more the more that I see it. Um, so yeah, I have a awesome appreciation have, like, a late, for this movie. Late in life relationship well, with it, yeah. Yeah, and, um, I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Over time, I think, like, as far as, like, what's in the movie, it's, like, really inspiring to, like, create artwork from. And I think, like, it's a movie that's fun to watch around this time of year. You know, mm. that's where I'm at with it. No doubt. I mean, it's, it's, there's problems with it, for sure. It's There's, like, some weird stuff that happens. I feel like yeah, I found this movie somewhat later in life, too. So I think we kind of got a handicap in... Same for me. Yeah, yeah, and in our appreciation for it, because by that point in time, it it already shed its its criticisms, and it already had its like mass cult following solidified. So, Brian, as as not to speak for you, but we we know that you're not as huge on this as we are. Did did you find this movie as a kid? I I did not. No, I I found it when I was like early twenties in college. I think it was on AMC's. Fear Fest, and it was like they the whole month they were playing Halloween four, five, and three. Uh, yeah, Yeah. you know, and the the way those deals usually work is you know, there's the one movie that they want to play, and then the company makes them take eight other movies that normally wouldn't get touched with a 10 foot pole, and then (laughs) they they run those. Listen, you're you're gonna play alligators on helicopters first. Then zombies with swamp strippers second, and then you can have Halloween three. <laughs> it's 
that's exactly how that goes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Halloween three season of the warlock was on a lot. And, uh, at the time I knew it wasn't like Michael Myers wasn't a part of it. And I knew there was like eight other movies that were in it. And I just didn't have the patience to like sit down and, you know, cause I'd already always heard people say like, Oh, if you just look at it on its own merits, it's a good movie. Um, if it wasn't called Halloween three, people would have been kinder to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's actually a blessing because the plot, as Matt said, you know, there, there are some weird things about this movie. Like it, 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 there's some silly shit in here, but yet I think because it's Halloween three, the blessing is that it kind of forces people to pay attention to it and kind of retroactively included in the discussion because I bought the uh, Anchor Bay box set. So I, I watched it, you know, then on Fear Fest, railed against it because, you know, you're a 20 something that think that's in film school and you think you know everything there is. Yeah. Get out, sure, get out sure. of here, kid, you know. And years later, I get the box set and it's like left to my own devices, I would not have bought that movie. But, you know, here's Halloween 3 and Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. Well, I've watched Halloween three, uh, three times. I have watched Rob Zombie's Halloween zero <laughs> out of well, out of that box set. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah. I would. I, um, I mean, keep that that's zero. good though. Yeah. You know. Similar. So similar to Matt, there are things that I've come to appreciate because I, I would kind of like watch it like every other time I go through the series, and then it, now it's like every time I go through the series. So I've kind of included it a little bit more every time I make a trip through the series. So you don't, you don't enjoy it for what it is or do you just have too hard of a time looking past its flaws? There, there there's a couple of things that I have a hard time looking the other way on. And when, when we get to those, I'll bring them up. And I, okay. I think they're usually, I think they're usually points that other people kind of agree where it's like, all right, you know, but probably just look past, but the yeah. performances are strong. It's it's a good production, um, and and the shock value works for it. Yeah. So there's definitely you know, it's, some shock it's value. Dark there at the end, I, and even the scene. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Like I kind of want to have a little bit of linear review of this, but yeah, not to jump too far ahead. But the scene um, with the woman in the motel when the beam hey, shoots no. out of the, that that is a yeah. goddamn tense. That yeah. Let's 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 just jump on in from the beginning here. Okay, so my last question, Brian, specifically for you: Do you fall into the um, like Tom Atkins nepotism thing, like where you just immediately like anything that Tom Atkins is in because Tom Atkins? Yeah, is in? like do you have like a Tom Atkins neck tattoo like John and I do, matching? <laughs> I I do have an autographed <laughs> picture of him from Night of the Creeps on my wall here, there but uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I always thought that's probably like I always thought world. he was too old to be banging Ellie with... Grimbridge. Yeah, <laughs> be, it's kind of yeah. kind of dirty, man. Because he like they have sex and then he's like, "Hey, how old are you?" Like that's something that you ask like kind of in the beginning. <laughs> Not you him, know what I mean? Right. Not old womanizing yeah. Tom. And then he has the same kind of moment in the fog when he's like, "Hey, let me ask you something. What's your name?" After he, <laughs> he and Jamie Lee Curtis hook up. Right, you know, but it's at the same time you're like, you yeah, know, dude, dude's punching above his weight, so you know, good for him. But I mean, that 
that always seemed weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know sure. what else is weird? I'm kicking his coverage, as they say. Tom Atkins <laughs> goes uh, commando in this movie. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. What's up there with is, that, man? If I found out that Tom Atkins didn't go commando, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, indeed. There, Something to James. be said about a guy that is fearless when zipping up his jeans, knowing that he's got something. Also, he zips that thing at like 45 that's, miles that's an hour. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fearless. Utter confidence. Fearless, that guy, because he knows where he's hanging. I feel that with my luck, if I ever went commando, accidents would happen. Oh, you know my what I mean? God. Yeah. Like, I would be in the hospital at some point. With so, your you know. luck, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Dents and <laughs> scratches. Yeah. Can I return this? <laughs> I can't return my balls. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the movie a little bit here. Okay, so this is directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, starring our buddy Tom Adkins. Uh, I think Stacy Nelkin is the um, mm-hmm, that's Ellie. Ellie character, beautiful woman, and she does a great um, uh, interview on that Scream Factory edition. I don't think she really acted too much beyond this, but she was really. Um, really high on her experience in working with Tommy Lee Wallace and working with Tom Atkins, yeah. which is cool. Uh, and just re- reinforces something great to hear. And then uh, I think it was Dan o- uh, O'Harely who played the Colonel Cochran character uh, who just has a very dark, ominous, sinister presence about him. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a certain presence. He's also in RoboCop, and I yeah. love him in RoboCop. Oh, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the CEO of OCP comes to Santa Mira to make Halloween masks. He just has a look to himself. So you know this filming location was the same location where Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original, uh, the one from the 50s. Oh, really? They used the same town. Same town. Mm. Wow. In the opening scene, so that's a good segue, opening scene, that gas station is also um, the gas station from The Fog. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning nice, of the fog, hey? which I love that beginning to the fog, oh, man. Love. Okay, so opening scene, dark night uh, outside. We got some tense shit happening. We've got um, these men in suits running around that look like Fox Molders, like shitty clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. and and we've got a problem, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. have. But I don't want to overlook the opening of the movie with the soundtrack and the score that is just so good it is so good right Um, yeah and 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 the glitch transitions are really cool that kind of reminds me of like batman 89 where they were going around the bat symbol in close-up but here it's a jack-o'-lantern you're kind of pulling out yeah like an eight-bit sort of jack-o'-lantern yeah it's so good oh shit yeah uh so yeah i'm sorry that go ahead that kind of draws us right into the beginning there where the man is being chased by the suits. Yeah, and that whole the the whole scene is is clearly tense and then that fucking guy that works at the gas station. Our buddy at the gas station, if, yeah. If he came to me tonight, if he knocked on my door, he's like, "Hey, do you want to start a business with me?" I'd be like, "What yeah. how much do you need?" I would let that guy babysit my sons. <laughs> I love that guy. That character yeah. is fucking great. And when he brings um the guy to the hospital and he he's almost like defensive and and scared and like neurotic and oh, he's like yeah. when, you're, when you see someone that needs help you help them right 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 
I just I, that guy. He's so sweet, and he's such a great character, and he clearly comes back at the end too. Which is he also gets the fuck out of there really fast. <laughs> like all right, well, when let you let see me shit going down, myself, yeah. <laughs> I also wonder if that's like a like a racial undertone thing too. Uh, perhaps, uh, yeah. yeah. At that time, yeah. I, I bet there's a little bit of commentary there, but love that guy, sweet dude. Um, Stuff like that's overlooked when you watch it nowadays, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But I love the fact that the scene, the scenery is like hospital based and coming off Halloween too. Oh, which, dude, it brings you back there a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it really does. But when I was watching that today, that's because I just watched, I just bought Halloween two on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, the I went Scream Factory this time. I'm not fucking around. Great special features, by the way. You set it next to your it non-screen looks, honestly, factory. Honestly, uh, I was like sleeping next to it the other night. I was like, I love this, and I was watching it. It's amazing. But I, since I had just rewatched that, like turtle wax on the yeah, yeah, no, yeah, taking great care of it. Um, <laughs> turtle wax. But, but because I had just watched that yesterday, I was watching rewatching Halloween three today, and I was like, the the hospital reference just was like so heavy, and I was like, oh, yeah, love it. What? How do you, do you guys dig that? Like that whole, it's kind, it's it's a cold open, and yeah, I dig that about that. It, it just goes right the fuck in there. Um, how do you? Yeah, I like it. it. Like yeah. I think that's like a strength of a lot of horror movies is just to get right into what the hell's going on. I feel like there's a lot of horror movies in particular that's like way too long on the setup. Like yeah. horror movies are pretty simple, so let's just get to it. You know, yeah. Uh, so we it's know nice that for. this one yeah. just goes like right away. I I like how the guy kind of tricks the robot into getting crushed in the in the junkyard, and and that only would have worked with those old cars that aren't aerodynamic at all, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yeah. he he hit under the front bumper. You know, it's, it's, it's literally like air being chased down by a turtle and <laughs> eaten alive by one turtle, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I'm so curious. That's really true. Brought that guy to that point. We never really do find out what what he did really to incur the wrath of these androids. Yeah, because you just see him running for what seems like forever, and then the car comes out of the darkness behind him, like they were way behind him. Right, and we know that he we know that he was there in Santa Maria. We know his car was left there, but it's like what brought him to this point where he ran all the way back to. You know, where they're at at that time. Do you want to hear what Roger Ebert had to say about it in 1982? Yeah. Oh, boy. He get, he gave it one and a half stars. Uh-huh. And he released the review on Halloween Day in 1982. And this is what he said. To Jamie's point, you son of a bitch. Might as well be Jamie Siskel. So, he said... Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? The- Jamie Ebert. <laughs> There are a lot of problems with Halloween 3, but the most basic one is that I could never figure out what the villain wanted to accomplish if he got a, if he got his way. His scheme is easy enough to figure. He wants to sell millions of Halloween mas- masks to nation's kitties and then brainwash them to put them on at the same time, whereupon laser beams at the base of the neck will fry the tykes. Okay, also, pause real quick. Spoiler alert as fuck. Clearly, we're talking about one movie. We are going to ruin this for you if you've not seen it. So if you haven't, pause yeah, yeah, here, go yeah. watch it, then come back. Yeah, that's always the dilemma, I feel like, when we're on our podcast. It's like, oh, do we, even, oh, do we give spoiler alerts? I mean, I feel like no. you, know, you should have watched yeah, it by no, now. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's called the post-credits podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not the pre-credits podcast. Yep. So, yeah, we, we do not give to uh, uh, Flying Fortress about spoilers. There you go. And show. you shouldn't. 
<laughs> so, uh, continuing on here with uh, our boy Raj. We're going to get there real quick, not to cut you off. We're going to get there, but he, uh, Roger wasn't paying attention at the end there because Connell Cochran explains what's going on with the witchcraft and everything. Anyways, go ahead. Roger's like a thousand. Yeah, fuck you, Roger. Oh, he, he, he's dead. Yeah. Rest in peace, buddy. I also think he, he said had, like, video games can't be art. Great you know. review. Yeah. Oh, no, he looked really sad there towards the end. Yeah. All right, this isn't a Roger Ebert podcast. Let's go. In memoriam. Mm. Roger Ebert. Okay, so he said... Do better reviews next time. (laughs) (laughs) A half-baked scheme like this feels right at home in Halloween 3, which is a low-rent thriller for the first frame. From the first frame. This is one of those identikit movies assembled out of familiar parts from other better movies. It begins at the end of Halloween 2 when the monster Mm. was burned up in the hospital parking lot, but it's still another retread of of the invincible monster in fact the monster is forgotten except for a lab technician who spends the whole movie sifting through his ashes Hmm. instead the plot follows the young daughter did he watch this movie that's what i'm saying clearly that was a uh, coroner's assistant so okay well roger we're done with that we're done with this review thing only the one thing there and and he doesn't even realize he's doing it because he's talking about the monster being recycled. So Dick Warlock played one of the suits walking around. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. And and Dick Warlock played Michael Myers in Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is a little fitting because I've heard criticisms in that movie that Michael was too robotic. So he's kind of ro- you know being robotic in this one. Oh, there you go. You know, well, there it is. He had his chance to show his true colors here, and he did. Yeah, Blew Matt. It. He's the uh, he's the android that rips the homeless dude's head off. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, Standard Saturday night activity. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that that review is kind of harsh. Um, well, reviewers this movie was saying, hated when it came out. Like, oh, it was even it, by it fans was. of the Shit franchise. On, yeah. yeah, I mean, hated for decades. Yep. Uh, after it, uh, a lot of people have like a lot of venom towards it, and I mean, I can understand why, uh, because it's like this. I mean, Halloween is about Michael Myers, but I want to say, like, I think the plans, if I remember correctly, were, like, different for the Halloween movies at the time, and that, like, there was going to be more, it was going to be more of, like, an anthology. Like, each yeah. movie was going to be That's around Halloween. But, yeah. yeah, they yeah, were supposed but, yeah. to serial things out, and this was going to be an installment, there was going to be another, you know, off-tread, but related kind of concept, and then after this flopped as hard as it did, everyone, like, I think the Akkad family was like, okay, bring it back. Yeah. 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 And just to rub a little bit more salt there in Matt's wound. So Friday the 13th planned to do that yeah, too, but originally, but Paramount rejected that idea and, and they wanted a direct sequel. And that unfortunately started the, the, the crummy trend of returning characters getting disposed of in the next movie. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Alice. Yeah. And then like, yeah, yeah. No, like, um, yeah, I I just remember, like, even as, like, a kid growing up, there was so much hatred for this. Uh, looking back on it, I don't know if it's justified other than just, like, that it didn't have Michael Myers in it, you know? Um, it I just seems that, I odd. Think that's why, yeah. What's that? Well, I, and... I think that was the main reason. And to be fair, like, I get that, because if, if something that I loved nowadays, like, if trick-or-treat came out and didn't have sam in it and it was like what 
What's going on here? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you burned the yeah. place down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see being a little, like, thrown off and you're going to the theater expecting one thing. And another problem is they didn't, this movie didn't get advertised as it should have because the studio just kind of let it go. Um, they just kind of washed their hands of it once the ending, uh, because they, they didn't like the ending the way it was. It was too dark for them. They wanted it, um, a little more lighthearted and Tommy Lee Wallace was like, no, this is just the way it's going to be. We're going to leave it. And the studio was like, okay, then we're not going to push the advertising for it. So I think a lot of people just kind of went into it blind and not really realizing what was going on. Like the same so. shit that happened to Twin Peaks. There's so much, so many politics that got involved. It like ruined the, the, the presentation of it was was hindered by people being cranky about not getting their fucking way. Yeah, which sucks. And it's but, sad when that happens. Yeah, and really, it's the viewers and the the uh, the masses that suffer. Yeah, right. So, uh, I mean, not to go on a further tangent, but what do you think brought back Halloween kind of in favor for more people? Like Halloween three. It's hard to probably say exactly just what... retroactive pop culture archaeology. Okay. Because okay. it well you know at the time people were railing against it because they wanted Michael Myers and and I think my opinion is, is like as I said earlier I think the the blessing of it being Halloween three is it it kind of forces people to keep talking about it because you know you get that box set and that movie's right there. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. Also, I think uh, or, you know, the culture it's on back. Fear Fest, right? But people start doing artwork for it. Uh, you know, it starts. It's funny because you see people even now on Instagram that are watching it like for the first time. They're talking about it, and you're like, "It's amazing." Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two kind of had a similar, um, oh, response that, like public response. I, I don't know, like that one. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is just so odd. You know, I don't think I don't think even now I can get on board with that movie because it just seems so different from the rest of them. But like Brian once like put it really well. It's like people are mad about it because it doesn't follow the same formula, but the formula for Freddy Krueger wasn't made yet. Yeah, you know? Right. So it was yeah. a defining factor. I mean, Jamie and I, I think it's one of our I know for me I, that might be in my top two, depending on the day. I I really love that one, but um, but all right, let's jump back into the movie yeah. a little bit here. <laughs> for sure. So okay, tangents. So, <laughs> all right, so we hit the opening scene, the hospital scene. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. After the hospital scene happens, I for my whole life, watching this film, was under the impression that when he goes to see his wife. That that's his ex-wife, not his current wife. Okay. What is it? Not his ex-wife. I thought it was, Are and then saying? I was watching the making of, and Tom Atkins got in my head because he was talking about it. He was like, "What kind of guy goes and sees his wife, and then runs off with a six-pack of beer and a hussy?" Or he said like some funny. No, that is not his wife. Because she keeps saying like, "You need to take the kids." Yeah. Okay. It's his ex-wife, right? Ha- yeah. We That's have wives. They don't tell us to take the kids. Well, they do, but... It's come home. Quit podcasting and come home. <laughs> what do you, is, that a, is that his wife or is it it's, his ex-wife? It's his ex. Let's just... I just assume that it's his ex-wife because of, I mean... The fact that he goes and does... don't want does. him to be too awful of a guy, right? Like, if he's going out, you know, 
with other women, should he be married? Yeah. If he is yeah. married, that makes him kind of a worse person. That yeah. was one of the no things that that was one of the things that flew over my head the first time I was watching it, and then, and I thought the exact same thing that that was his wife and he had kids, and it, it's like it, you know, and then every time you see him, <laughs> well, he's buying like beer it, or cracking a beer <laughs> open, you know, yeah. like like that's just a fun character detail. Like he's just unapologetic. It's late, and I need a drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's he's, he's on a stakeout and he cracks a beer. Like, who who drinks beer in a stakeout? Like, when he buys that six pack to go, the High Life Miller High Life, and he has the bar that, that he's at at like ten a.m. Uh, hey, you notice the the bar that he's in after after he gets out of the hospital, the one that Ellie comes to. It there is not a soul in there, and no. it's because like when I was watching today with my wife, she was like, because it's probably like nine a.m. and I was like, you're right, because he just got <laughs> off that late night shift. But who wouldn't yeah, need a like, drink after those events? Oh, well, yeah. right. And like all the the only uh, uh, chairs that are like ready for seating are the ones across the bar. Like all the other chairs and the rest of the bar are on the tables. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. the guy just opened up. Yeah. Just threw on Halloween. You have I, this rude no, patron that's I, like, shut this off. I love that scene, though, when, huh. when, the, when Halloween is yeah. like, hey, can we change the channel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Halloween happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, his his Tom Atkins in this movie is like, I don't know. I feel like he's hard to like. You know, he just is like, I mean, the whole situation of him and that girl, like they go to Santa Mira or whatever, and they're like, we got to find out what's going on with this stuff, you know. And then suddenly they're like in a romantic. We have to like, ease in. You can't just go running into the factory. You got to sell it a little, Matt. I guess. Yeah. And to be fair, he offered to sit down. Is that how are. things are? I, I mean, mustache. I've never had like an easy experience like that. You no. know what I'm saying? We're not like, all Tom Atkins, though, bud. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. And that's the yeah. other you go thing. Commando. How? How is we he? Already covered no, this. I don't. Can, can Maybe you rock a mustache problem. like that? I, I can't grow facial hair, dude. Like, oh, I, I look can't. Absurd with the mustache. Mm. I'm going to shave one e- for tomorrow. Everyone would. Yeah. No one should have a mustache in the year 2020. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> How is Tom Atkins a sex symbol? Like, oh, I mean, dude. it's almost the same exact character from The Fog, you know? Yeah, no, he's he the, is, same, yeah. the same person. My question is, how would he not be a sex symbol? Have you seen the man? <laughs> he's also that same sex symbol in Maniac Cop, and every time you look at him, it's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what's the appeal here i mean i love him i love his character and and in all reality when you do watch interviews with him he seems like the most genuine human being alive yeah and he seems like oh, he would be yeah. the best uncle to have and he makes these like quirky yeah. like dad jokes but he uh, he is not a realistic well, what sex is symbol? the fucking yeah. sex symbol and it's thing. always young women like jamie lee curtis was young in the fog and yeah. you know there she is yeah yeah just you know kind of creepy yeah he definitely doesn't take himself seriously yeah, because when I uh, met him, got his autograph there, I, I was asking him about a, a, an appearance on Walker, Texas Ranger, because he was playing oh some God. warden. It, it was on one of our sub channels. We had Walker 24 hours a day. And uh, it's like, oh, shit, Tom Atkins popped up. I'm sorry to swear on your show there. I, I don't know if you guys do that or not. Oh, we do. The oh, okay. FCC it's has it's nice to know you listen to our show, Brian. Okay, um, I, I was I wasn't taking score of that, but but anyway, so the the long the long meandering story there, 
is uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he spin kicked the hell out of me. And that was the end of my character. (laughs) (laughs) I love when I catch like when I watch something in a random like Tom Atkins appearance will come in. Like um, I just rewatched. I love the Lethal Weapon series. I don't know if you guys have watched (laughs) Lethal Weapon, but he's in the first Lethal Weapon. And you're like, what the fuck is he doing in here? And then I watched uh, the series Oz not too long ago. And in like one of the last seasons, a new inmate's coming in town. Here he is, Tom Atkins walking in. Wow. I was like cheering. He's like the Danny <laughs> Trejo of uh of <laughs> of like white mustached men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to it. All right. Okay, so the opening scene happens, hospital scene. He goes to the to the house to his wife or ex-wife. Um Let's talk a little bit after he establishes the relationship with uh with Ellie. He agrees to help her. They go to that shop. Can we talk about right. that fucking shop that they go to? We've mentioned this before, but I will... Um, This is one of those places. It's like the grocery stores that and I would the, quit and, my and job. Intruder, yeah. And I would go make like four seventy five an hour to work in this shop. <laughs> that place is It's a cool amazing. looking shop. Oh, yeah. dude. And the Halloween masks stacked up to the mm, right there. The, when the display there. that he has oh, there? dude. But for for the shop being essentially what it is, that display is like that's a fancy schmancy display. So on on the Scream Factory version, I I think it's called Horror Hounds. It's that guy that does those like on location tours. Okay, he's like this hokey sort of like host. He's got like it's from like yeah. the early two thousands. I think his hair is like gelled straight in the air. <laughs> it's like Guy Fieri, but for. <laughs> For uh, but he yeah. seems like a nice student and and everything. But uh, horror's hallowed grounds is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. So that is on the Scream Factory. But he actually walks the locations with Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh, um, like thirty years after it was filmed, and it's pretty cool. They go to that shop and it's vacant at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to the uh the gas station too, and it's like a a tow yard now. And they go to the the location where all the cars were stacked up in the beginning yeah. that we had mentioned. So it's pretty neat. How's the shop look now? What is it now? I don't think there was anything in it. Oh, just a vacant vacant store? It looked like it, it had recently been something, but that probably also came out like 10 or 12 years ago. So. Sure, yeah. That's kind of a shame. You know, yeah. something like that, just like nothing's happening to it. That's you know? one of those things That's... where I would invest my life savings to open a store that's exactly how it was in Halloween 3 and no one would come to it. <laughs> All and right. Then I, then I would go Grand bankrupt. opening. Yeah. <laughs> so no one's there. Yeah, like literally no one's there. After that, after <laughs> my to buy your old really rake. Like Vincent, but, I would open we Vincent have... drug to look exactly the same. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. We I'd have three door. Halloween masks. The selection. <laughs> And, and literally only three. We don't have any stock beyond these three, so after you buy them, that's it. I'll have to make a trip to Santa Maria. Okay, on to the next. So they go there, and then afterwards they go what to... You learn that she's a hell of a detective while they're there. I like when he's like, wow, you've been busy. Yeah. She's detailing his every move. Her dad's a... Right, wait, meanwhile, wait. he says that, but they've never left each other's side. Yeah, right. So what the hell but is I he doing? But I have to say, you think... That they would have written something a little bit better than her calling her dad Papa. 
It's yeah. like, are you Pinocchio? <laughs> right. What was Papa doing in Santa Mira? Papa. <laughs> I had this aunt that would come and visit, and she go, she would like back on the front door when I was a kid, and she'd go, "Is Mother there?" I'm just oh, like, damn. What? <laughs> I actually just like had chills go down my back when you said it that. Is Tamara home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who? It's, it's just your mom. Hey, is your mom here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Is mama mother in? there? Yeah. I don't really know who weird. that is. Pa- Papa. Papa. Yeah, that, that is funny. So, but before they go on their adventure, he stops to see his girl, Teddy. Right? Is that her name? Teddy? I love Teddy. Yeah. I love her fucking character. The coroner's assistant. I love how Roger Ebert's like, the... Fuck off, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the one scientist who only lives in the lab. But honestly, she is there 24 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Sifting through one but Petri like, dish. Which she is looking through the same thing the entire movie, dude. The entire movie. She, one Petri. And it's like, I know there's a bone in here somewhere. doesn't dawn on her right until she dies that she like makes some discovery. I still don't know what she discovers. But when he... So when he's talking to her, that, that time that you're... This initial time... He's asking her for some help, whatever. She's like walking him out, and then how you it's been? Clear, yeah, it's yeah. clear how that they've been? had a sexual relations. But he says, "Do you still have the?" Uh, and she's like, "Oh yeah." It's yeah. like what? What Could is they it? Be ta- is it a sex swing? Like <laughs> what does she still have that he's like right. gleeful about? And he like grabs that nurse, the nurse's butt in the beginning. The Dude, one who's like seventy five, Edna yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Does a little human resources would have a field day with that nowadays? Oh, shit. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and then he'd have to go through some training oh, for his alcoholism. Training, no doubt. Yeah, oh. drinking and doctoring again. To yeah. me, that nice almost felt like it was uh, an accident. Like Tom Atkins screwed up his lines, and she like continued the scene to help him out. That's what it felt like. To yeah, me. like it was kind of disjointed to like. Two seconds ago, when they were talking, he's like, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna go now." Hey, do you still have that? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's time for you to go. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, but what could it be? Yeah, do it does feel that? like one of those contextless scenes you'd find from like an improv class. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's probably like, do you still have that vase I bought you? And you're being a goddamn creep over there, Jamie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I took it to a weird level. <laughs> Okay, so they start their journey, though, after this, right? Yeah, this is when they go on the the Goonies adventure. He gets a six-pack of High Life. Was one of them Mini Blankenship? Because I I wrote that name down, but I I didn't write down the name of the character. And I I only bring that up because I'm convinced that that's where they drew the name of the old babysitter in Halloween 6 as a callback Um, to that. Let me see. I did read that the the names in the the register when he signs his name when they mm-hmm. like when he goes to check the motel register uh they were all um cast members Okay but what what are you saying this name is referencing Brian So the old lady that used to watch Little, little Mikey Myers yeah. was okay. uh, little old Mikey Mrs. Myers. Blankenship Yeah Oh, okay. and, and she was the one whose house that Paul Rudd was living in, who turned out okay. to be part of that stupid oh, yeah. cult. 
We actually have that on right now in the background. <laughs> we do. <Yeah. laughs> that I used to love putting that on when I was editing. I, I don't do that anymore, like put stuff on the background, but that was a great movie to put on and turn the sound off because it, it is a beautiful looking piece of garbage. It's really a good looking Halloween movie, but man, ah, that story is, it's kind of like, what now? Pretty weird. Yeah. We're doing the what? So yeah, little Rudd in White Hot American Halloween. Um, this <laughs> oh, God. it's funny you said about the cast of did you say Halloween two? What'd you say? No, he was the, saying the guest register book. Oh, it's the cast of this film. So the cast and well not the cast, but the crew is pretty much the exact same from Halloween two. Yeah, like set uh the um they said Deborah Hill like, was like really yeah, like into the, like, oh yeah, you did it last time, do it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who wants to be on it? Because yeah. this was filmed almost, or this came out almost like a year, almost like exactly a year after the second one. So they've just pretty much kept the same ca- uh, crew. Yeah. So I feel like the not to get off the story too much here, but the number in, in terms of numbers, it looks like. Yeah, this came out in 82. This was only four years after the original. Yeah. And I think the second one came out in, what, 81? Or maybe 80? I I think 81? I'm not sure, though. Maybe this was filmed one year after then. That makes more sense. So budget, though, 2.5 million. Opening weekend, it grossed 6.3 million. It disappointed 6.1 million people <laughs> and grossed 14.4 million. That's not great in the U.S. No, no, you no. Know, coming so off it, of like Halloween 1 and 2. But it wasn't a flop, though. No. I mean, opening weekend probably saved it, and then people were like, what the fuck? It's still yeah. considered a huge flop, uh, but it definitely made a little bit of money. They were saying that today's standards that would be forty four million, which is awful. Oh my god, that's awful. It's so crazy to me, like how they figure out like numbers and like what's a success and what's a failure. Yeah, you know, I feel like if if a movie makes like quadruple its budget or more, that's a success. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're weighing it against how much the one and two made for how little they spent on them. Right. Because I, I do know that Universal just gave up the sequel rights after this. They're like, well, that's it. Halloween's done. You yeah. can have it back. Wow. Really? Want it. And, uh... <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they were kind of disappointed with the way this all went down. Yeah, Halloween 2 was 81. Uh, so, and Mustafa Cat had dollar signs in his eyes and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he gets a six pack of high life. Here we go. Let's mm-hmm. go to Santa Mira. Let's go to Santa Mira. So we get there. We realize really quickly that this town is something's off. Something's it's automated cameras. about this place. Yeah. Everyone's kind of just like <laughs> something's watching. Automated. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. And this is one of the problem. One of the problems that I had with this, the with this movie is this scene in particular. So they come into this town. And it's just people being creepy and staring at them in the car uh-huh. while they're trying to figure out like what they got to do. And like they're like, well, let's we'll stay at this place. And it's like empty, like the town's empty. And yeah. then as they're getting their motel room, 
like two other random people, like a family in an RV, like almost run down Tom Atkins. And then there's like a sales lady as she comes in because like she can't order over the phone anymore. God she has to come to San Demira. Screwed up another order again. I got to yeah. stay in this dump. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so crazy that the town's dead, but then all of a sudden it's a circus in the parking lot. Yeah. You know? Well, Tom Atkins says, this place is a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, the town itself is totally creepy, uh, but there's sign of, signs of life there. Like, even the guy that runs a hotel, you know, cheerful, uh, Oh yeah, standard guy. It's quiet, it's yeah. cozy, Yeah. and the price is right. And you have yeah. your, your homeless guy. Um, he's a little too willing to talk. Oh, dude. Should keep his mouth shut. Also, you're sharing a bottle with those teeth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like if, if, if the first thing someone says to you unprovoked is I don't have any diseases, they probably have diseases. Right. That bottle looks a little heavy. The only guy I would be less willing to share a bottle with is the preacher from Halloween four. The beautiful. Yeah. And you're a hunter, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, it's like, when the guy, like, they're drinking out of the same bottle, I was like, but COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, really. what I thought in my head. It's weird, because Aww. now that's, like, all you think about. Yeah. Uh, but real yeah. quick, that sales lady that you alluded to, um, that is Tom Atkins' wife at the time. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, so Tom Atkins' wife, wife in the movie is actually Tommy Lee Wallace's wife at the time, too. Correct. Yeah. Wives Annie from the N- first one. Nancy Loomis. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Nancy Loomis. Pretty um, pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit odd. You know. But, yeah, I thought she looked a little strange um, just because she was so young and they're just put a, a, a gray wig on her. It's yeah, like... that wig. That the gray it looked it was, Honestly, it was weird looking. My Aunt Jan has that hair now. It's the same <laughs> same hair. She really does Jan. have yeah. that hair now. Yeah. yeah. So the whole motel scene, the love scene, the scene next door with that we had mentioned earlier with the uh, the the laser shooting out of the medallion yeah. and hitting uh, Tom Atkins' actual life in the face, uh, him sharing the bottle, him checking the register, those fucking <laughs> this is Buddy and this is little Buddy and. This here's Betty, and like that whole that whole deal, like this. Those, I love those characters because they bring um, they bring like life to that town, like we were kind of saying. Uh, because I think otherwise it would just be like total creepiness, like, like Children of the Damned. Yeah, but yeah. that kind of brings uh, you know, not a joy, but it brings a realness to it. I guess it now, brings a now vulnerability because with, it's like. It comes from like, oh, everyone's in on this to like, oh, these people are going to be vulnerable right. too. Right, it brings a safeness. You yeah. feel more safe with them around. Yeah. Uh, a little less like scared of what's going to happen to them because now it's like, all right, well, they're safe. They have these other real people around them as well. Yeah. Comfort, I guess, is what the word I'm, I've been looking for here. A uh, sense of comfort. So I have a question comfort. about this. Sure. This, this part, now that we're in this town. So there's like cameras everywhere. Everywhere. Right, the, the loudest security cameras money can buy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. First, no one notices the cameras, and I mean notice them. I'm talking about like Tom Atkins, right? Like they don't notice the cameras, which is kind of odd because it's like he's already been per- put on uh, red alert by the town drunk. Like they're probably watching us or listening to us. <laughs> hey, Cochran, know? fuck 
fuck you. Yeah, right. Like, Whoa, easy. So you easy, think bud. like he'd be like, well, what's this guy talking about? Right. But he doesn't notice any of the cameras. But then they also have a curfew. And then like. They're all walking around town. So it's like they have cameras. They have the 6 p.m. curfew. Why aren't they immediately attacked? Like, yeah. and if there's a curfew, how did Tom Atkins go out and get his booze to share with the drunk guy? You know, I Ooh. always wondered where he bought those booze. Always. Yeah. Uh, so that's like what I don't understand. Like, it's, it's like, just... obviously, these are outsiders in the town. Let's go round them up because they are obviously up to no good. I mean, if I was the evil villain, that's what I would be doing. Be like, these people don't belong here. What the hell are they doing here? Let's go get them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. In, instead, we'll we'll kill the family who's our best customers. <laughs> right. Literally your best customer. Yeah. What were they doing there so late at night? Like like this guy. How long is this guided tour? So like, I was. Right. Yeah, I've been waiting till we get to that part. But yes, I agree. What in what world? So they probably uh, let's say this was like noon that they did the tour, right? <laughs> let's just assume. Right. Let's even give the benefit of the doubt that it's 4 p.m. when they do this tour. Yeah. You're there uh-huh. at like midnight. What in the fuck are you doing there this long? And your suspicions aren't aroused at this point. <laughs> right. right. Yep. Now you're sending me to test room A. I don't think so. I'm going back to my motel, okay, Mr. Cochran. Let, but let's <laughs> yeah, right. let's get in there though. Okay, so we we leave we leave the ho- the motel the following morning. It's bright. The night before was a little hectic because someone got their face blown off and uh, was carted out on a stretcher. Yeah, everybody's kind of on alert after that. But Tom Atkins has is is pretty fatigued after a, a night of lovemaking. Long night and of lovemaking. He uh, <laughs> he almost and, too long for Tom. And he makes a comment about that, yeah, too. He does. But he also, just, Ellie... the lo- just the love making in general. Let's just skip past it because it's hard. Oh, I actually don't want to talk about it. It's hard to watch. <laughs> they go to the factory. They're in there. And you feel that, again, Brian, to your point, the fucking best salesman is at risk. Yeah. Well, right. In, fa- in fairness, there's, there's no not, year beyond this one. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. yeah. No one's buying one of these masks ever again. So, because you notice how he says, like, they won't let me purchase my order for next year. And you know how I love to be prepared. But it's so funny, like, the, the Which... Stepford Wives esque, mm. like, sorry about that mishap. We've done a, a the, and the reorders on me. And, and everyone, everyone starts clapping. Right. Yes. Like, you're the what? greatest. <laughs> Isn't he the best? Like, calm yeah. down, buddy. And, you know, like, I, I want to go into any factory and just make up a story and be like, hey, we'll give you a brand new order. We'll get you a reorder. Yeah. I haven't shown well, you a receipt at all, but sure, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm not even here I, for I, an I order. I think you just solved your Friday the 13th dilemma. <laughs> I, I have receipts for all my... Um, all <laughs> Where's Amazon? I'm, I'm driving to Amazon. <laughs> How many discs is that? That's like 48, right? At this point? More than that? I don't know. Whatever. Just give me a damn Friday the 13th that's not damaged. I'm actually wondering if I can buy one of those ones you returned for a discounted <laughs> price. <laughs> like, you know all the ones that you sent hey, to this I'll address? Take, uh, Just one give me one of those. Of rejects off your hands. They're probably like fucking Gabriel Brothers right now. You can go in there and get, yeah. get one. <laughs> oh, man. Matt Pepler autographed. Uh, yeah. It's not even autographed. It's just my handwriting, and it says, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Pepler knuckle marks. <laughs> right. 
All right, uh, so anyway, Halloween three. So now, okay, um, this feels like the third act. Yeah. However, there's a fourth and a fifth act. It just after keeps this. going there. The end of this movie does. <laughs> it drags. It goes on forever. Yeah. yeah okay. So this now, uh, like after the, the kid puts on the mask, right? And then you see like the shock value of what the masks are gonna do. And it's mm-hmm. pretty awful. So many right? crickets. Like how many crickets? But, do they get? yeah, you know what's gross. That, that kid deserves it for flipping off his mother, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that little shit. Yeah. He's a little prick, that buddy. Yeah. He's he. That kid is actually on, um, the making of uh, on the the Screen Factory edition. I feel like it, I know exactly what he looks like now. He's a pretty funny interview. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'll check I was it out. Say I bet he sucks. No, he he was. He was <laughs> I funny. feel bad. Yeah, way to go, Dick. So now, now we get to the part of the movie where I begin to struggle because my brain's like, this is, I don't understand what's happening, but the other side of me is like, continue to watch it so I don't remember things and I remember things, right? Do you mean because once it gets super uh, Ellie, are you talking about once Ellie gets, once him and Ellie get taken? Yes. And then it's like, not only are we making masks to kill children, but witchcraft. Why? Because what? You know, like yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did the, their best. The warlock. They did their best. Uh, like Deborah Hill, I guess that was her idea to interweave witchcraft with technology. And okay. I think that's just a tough. And then the guy that wrote the film, I can't think of his name right now, but the guy that wrote the film, um, he had a lot to do with some Hammer films back in the day, and. Um, then John and uh, Tommy Lee did some rewrites on it, and the guy was like, "You know what? Just take my name off this. I don't even want my name." Oh wow! In the film, yeah. So like, but still, like sixty percent of like what he wrote, I think I read stuck, you know, stayed in the film. Um, but John and Tommy Lee did have to do some rewrites to kind of like, you know, make it watchable, make it fit. But I think that's where some of the the translation kind of gets a little askewed. Uh, but they, they do their best, I think. Like, Connell gives that... Like, I think the problem is a lot of people tune out at that point uh, to, like, the story because they're just kind of like, I give up on trying to figure this out. I'm just going to watch it. But Connell does right. give that little explana- explanation when uh, Tom's tied up in, like, the uh, little... Whatever you call that thing. He's tied up on that thing. The It's like a dolly that he's tied up on. Oh, the sex Wearing the mask. Teddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when Tom's tied up on the dolly with them wearing the mask, he kind of gives him that explanation. Yeah, um, and it's it, like, that is a good speech. Yeah, but that that's where most of your story comes in is right there, and I think a lot of people are already kind of tuned out by then. His character is so um, he's got a very potent presence. Yeah, a very mm-hmm. spooky, very ominous. It's like a film of of just darkness. He's a dark cloud. That guy's a fucking great right. actor. But I want to backtrack one second to um, once they kind of after Ellie discovers the car, they go back to the hotel. Yeah. And at this point, all bets are off. It's like you're fucked at this point. He comes back to the hotel room uh, after noticing the phone's disconnected and like everything's yeah. kind of. And Ellie's gone, and then he looks, and the guys are out there, and he climbs out the back window like a scream queen would. Um, starts running around town and like, he is just scrambling around town. I mean, there is nobody to help you. Like you're fucked at this point. You might as well just drive out. Uh, but he breaks into the factory, which seems like the worst idea, 
But I guess if you're going to save your girl. So he breaks into the factory and he goes the in fourth, there. The fourth act. And finds that. Oh, that woman on the, woman? the rocking chair. Dude, yeah. yes. Oh my God. Great scene. Great scene. One of the best scenes. Like, one of. Because like, they're. Let's be honest, this movie's great, but there's not many, like, scary moments. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more and, atmosphere. Yeah, it's yeah. not fear-inducing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this was one of those scenes where you're like, oh my god, something is not right. Yeah. Middle of the night, this old granny is just fucking knitting. And then the head comes off, and oh, I love that scene. That scene is great. Um, and that does lead to the whole... Uh, Sort of capture, recapture, and then, yeah, and then, uh, but still, he's like running around the town with all the security cameras. Meanwhile, like the robot cop things don't spot him in a phone booth. Now they can't spot him. Yeah, there's definitely plot holes. Yeah, (laughs) well, yeah, and and when he calls his wife there to, uh, tell her what's going on like the the go-to like why why is everybody's go-to excuse like are, are you drunk right now are you drunk yeah yeah because like, no i'm not yeah drunk. he's drunk all the time but like i don't know i've never talked to a drunk person you know it's usually like i love you and weird crap like that it's not <laughs> there's there's a guy <laughs> making halloween masks and you gotta shut it down <laughs> Like, yeah, PCP, uh, mushrooms, ah, you know, maybe, but drunk, ah. There's centipedes yeah. crawling out of the kids' eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's hardcore drug behavior, not not alcohol. <laughs> and But she's not the kindest woman anyway, so I can understand where she's like, oh, but, but what about God, the kids you promised? If you, But if you are her. 10 a.m. on Saturday. If you're her. And you got to deal with this fucking guy driving around with his six pack and <laughs> going into motel rooms with young women, like. Yeah, but she still is like so willing to dump the kids off with him. What? Well, she probably has them all all goddamn day. She's, he... she's burnt out. Sometimes yeah. you yeah. just got to get rid of kids. Did man. you see that gray hair? Yeah. yeah, she shouldn't look like that. She is burnt out. No, Tom <laughs> Atkins is not a good husband. No, or ex-husband. no, no, no. We we <laughs> kind of prop him up, but yeah. Because of his mustache. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's actually twenty three. It's just that she's aged because of the situation. Certainly. <laughs> it's like us crawling out of like quarantine after COVID. Everyone's like fucking gray and seven pounds heavier. It's our wives doing homeschooling for our kids. Yeah. <laughs> I come down like like in the morning everything looks normal. I come down at noon and my wife has gray hair. It's like what the fuck? Oh, she's got like the strip like Nancy from uh Nightmare <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> she's crying my kid's crying I'm like i'm gonna go back upstairs all right let's finish act uh act five here let's do it so <laughs> find granny get in there he's crawling around rafters and shit uh but he gets captured and he knows ellie's also captured yes they show the video footage of her tied up but she's catatonic the entire time oh yeah so you presuppose in fact i watched a funny interview on the making with Tommy Lee Wallace, so this guy like brings him up, does this introduction, and the first question he asks him, he goes, "So was Ellie a robot the whole time, or was it just after she was captured?" <laughs> and Tommy Lee Wallace is like, "How the fuck should I?" Know? Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> He's not sure. It it does raise way too many questions because if if Stacy's a robot, why does she help him at all? She's she's certainly in my mind. There is no way she she was. There's no way that she was to begin with. 
Yeah. Um, that would just be too outlandish and stupid. Because what is the point of no, going no, through all this? I can't have her be a robot in my own There's mind. There's no way. No. But but even after they escape, like she's helping them throw the the you know, computer chips in into the machines and laser beams are going off, she killing has, everyone. Like at that point, she has to be a robot, though. That's what I'm not, saying. It's if so she's weird. Not a robot then, then when the fuck did she become one? <laughs> and also, you're telling me in that let's say one hour time frame, he built an exact Android that looked just like her. None of that makes fucking sense, but I love it regardless. Nope. Sure. doesn't. <laughs> That's one of those things where I'm like, how did we get here? The end is, let's be yeah. honest. Gaps. That is so nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. <Gaps. laughs> it's so, 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 so much for that plan has to go right. Uh, everybody has to buy the same mask. Everybody has to be wearing it at 9 PM, which is after trick or treating is over. It's probably right. all swampy. It's it's all swampy in there. No kid's gonna put their mask back on. Well, they do. They do say that you gotta give the giveaway. They do the giveaway. You gotta be wearing your mask. You know, the big giveaway. Well, yeah. Let right. me know that I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be doing that. On. We both have that mask. I will sit in front of my I've screen. Got mine right yeah. up here. Jamie bought it. For but here's me. a question. But why? Why did this guy go through this much, like? I don't know, this much effort to get every kid to wear a Halloween mask just to kill them. Think about, though, like, what other tactic would you do? Well, I don't know. Also, if this like, is I guess the it's not most necessarily the robust tactic, but like, marketing what's the campaign, outcome? if he would have sold Tamagotchis or whatever in this scale, he would be the wealthiest person alive. <laughs> Dude, if he would have done this yep. for capitalist That's the means. other thing. That's the other thing is he's... It, this is a terrible marketing ploy. No, it's perfect. You lose all your customers, though. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. they're gone. It's bad operations, but great marketing because everyone already bought. Well, it. Well, the marketing. Yeah. You're right. The marketing was great. As as like a, a marketing director, I look at this and I'm like, God damn, this guy's got his shit together. He's got Jesus, a great team. This song. <laughs> Does it ever stop? London Bridges, but yep. remade for That's all Halloween. Is, yeah. And they, uh, I had read they did that to. Because it's public domain. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. get any rights. Oh, that's so, be, because it because it's free. That's always a good reason. Yeah, you could have yeah. just made up your own fucking tune. But after Every the, after day he is Halloween. Yeah, that, that song sucks. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> after he and Ellie escape, though, you Edit quickly find in the car Ellie is acting a little strange, and then you find out she's a fucking cyborg and much like the remaining half of this movie takes about nine hours to wrap so does the scene where she attacks him because every moment you think it's over a different part of her body comes crawling out of the goddamn woods and attacks him yet again it's honestly like club dread there at the end (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh come on i i love club Dread. me too i do really like like the first hour and 10 minutes of this movie but man those those it last acts where it's like, oh, God, um, let me decipher this as I go. Yeah. So I'm a yeah. big I'm a big um, proponent of watching the first 40 minutes of movies. First of okay. all, because I typically fall asleep at that point. But also, I love I mentioned <clears throat> I've mentioned this off. before that I love the setup of horror movies. And I love kind of like the lead up to the kills. And I love like when they start. But I always feel like they kind of drag there towards the end. Well, I also hate and the idea no of exception. adventures ending. So, like, I get morosely right. depressed when I finish the Harry Potters again. Or, I get, like, I just get so fucking sad when 
you know, it's like, all right, well, the ring is gone now, so yeah. let's all go fucking take a cry. I feel the same way, like, yeah. when the Goonies get to the pirate ship at the end. It's like, well, the adventure's done now. Like, they're at the end of the fucking yeah. tunnel. Not big on endings. But, the so the end of this movie, though, he it's full circle. He ends up back at the, the, the fog gas station. Uh, our buddy's still working in there, and he's <laughs> calling. Somehow has a quick... Quick direct line. I wish I could call every major network to give my. This is the line that Matt needs yeah, to the on. Amazon it's CEO. Still on. Just like got to take it off. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah, it hasn't arrived. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And, who, uh, who is that supposed to be? Like yeah, the CEO of the to? entirety of television. It's Walt Disney. <laughs> because it's not one channel. It's every time. Shut it off. Yeah. No, but, I can't prove it. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, how would you prove that? Yeah. No, it's Stonehenge, I'm telling you. <laughs> Alright, final remarks on this movie. I'll start. I fucking love this, though. It does drag at the end, however, it's a wonderful uh, uh, season-based film for me. I watch the shit out of it this time of year. I do love the characters. I love the dialogue. I love Tom Atkins, despite him being a shitty dad and not a great husband and a little bit of he's an ex-husband because sexual harassment in the workplace he, he wouldn't just be not a great husband he would be the worst husband on goddamn oh, earth god it's ex his it's character is a little ex. detestable however uh i just the whole scene the whole makeup yeah i love this movie how about you guys um so where I, does this rank i mean in your i life? like it yeah I, I like this movie where do you put it yeah. on the list of like halloween films Oh, uh, probably you don't, you don't have to give a number, but like, is it in the middle? Is it up? Well, top I tier? like, okay. Like, uh, no, it's, it's still on the bottom, but oh. like, it's like one and two. I, okay. Like one and two and four and five. I feel like those are two movies, like not four movies, yeah. you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So it's like, I like those. Then like the 2018 Halloween, then this one. And then there's, all the other ones. Wait, you know what about H two O? H two O, I like, but I feel like there's so many. Okay, there's like two thousand masks of Michael Myers in that movie. To me, it's like super distracting. There, there really uh, are. It took like forty minutes for anything to start happening. It's like, man, this is numbers like seven. We the know what the the buildup was good. I, I wish that they made more out of the abandoned school setting because that was a really cool setting. And I, every time I watch it, it feels like as soon as he gets there, it's just like 15 minutes and the movie's over. Right. Right. But then, like, Resurrection's a complete, like, nosedive. And then, like... Trick or treat, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, like, Rob Zombie came along and he said, like, look at this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys like this piece of shit? Because I got another so, really... piece of shit coming uh, about 18 months later, which is going to be an even stinkier piece of shit that yeah. came out of a cat and is in a litter box. That oh. Halloween 2 he did, oh my I, god. I hate that one. I actually, I don't like the the first one, but like I'll, I'll watch it. It's in my like yearly... I really don't like that second one. But that one. second one is with the white horse and... Ugh. It's unwatchable. It's... Yeah. I mean, it made it to the worst movies of all time list. That's how yeah, awful that one is. Yeah, your your duck. worst movies of all time yeah. list. Well, I mean, it's like kind of like a prestigious list, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. I just wanted to clarify. So, so Brian, how about you? 
Halloween three on the list of like your Halloween films. Yeah, I'd, I'd still put it towards the bottom of the pile, but that's only because there's so many of them. Um, I, I like one and two. I think they're great companion pieces, mm-hmm. even though two, you know, doesn't quite have the magic of the first one. Um, I tolerate five and six because of four, uh, even though I, I don't like the mask in four. Like, like there's a lot of things I wish I could just change, but sure, you know, Fat Mike. <laughs> my, my favorite things are kind of like made up of all these little things of the different Halloween movies at this point. Um, but H2O, I'd put above, you know, four and uh, I'm sorry, five and six. Uh, Resurrection is way at the bottom, and then it's Rob Zombie's Halloween. So, uh, I mean, do you even put them on a list? Like, they're that bad. Do you even include them? Like, just take, I mean, even though you have like a bottom of the list, is that mm-hmm. too much of like an acknowledgement to even have them on a list? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think they should just disqualify themselves from being but, put on the worst of, you know, best to worst. So, does you know? everyone agree that even Resurrection, as bad as it is, is above the zombie remakes? 100%. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I also agree. Yeah. yeah. Because Resurrection, as shitty as it is, it's it has its fun moments. Like that intro is, I love the intro. In the asylum and when wait um, what when Jamie Lee Curtis gets killed? Yeah, I don't love wow. her death scene. I do not love that. But I'm talking about okay. just the asylum itself. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm certainly not talking about. I'm. It's where she First gets killed. First roadhouse. I'm not now, talking about her this. death scene. No. But the asylum scene, like with the kid talking, like Michael Myers. You know what I'm talking about? The kid yeah, wearing the mask. I, I, yeah, I he like anytime like they go back oh, when to he like defines the serial yeah. killers. He's talking about all yeah. the different, yeah. It's like John Wayne Gacy yeah. in the sanitarium, Chicago, Illinois, killed forty-four people. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you guys don't have to like it, but I like it. So. I I like anytime they go into Smith's Grove and like Halloween Six. There's that weird girl who's talking about he came home and he was angry. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> cool. Um, that the Halloween creepy guy. The beginning is my favorite one. Yeah. 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 Hell of a night, huh? The <laughs> like, dude with the teeth? Yeah. yeah, just his teeth. <laughs> Hell of a night, huh? Yep. Yeah. Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. Yeah, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. <laughs> and it, it, honestly, it's like, that's the last guy you ever want to like do anything for you. Like, even give serve you a beer at a bar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. Yeah. But but final thoughts on Halloween 3. I, I do like the ending. I, I get a little chill every time I see it, even though it's it's pretty silly shut. Um, I, I don't think conspiracy theorists have ever been project managers <laughs> because, you know, to get four people to do something at the same time as Herculean, but to maintain this level of secrecy, to have this national plot is right. It's kind it's kind of impossible, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's a plot hole you have to go along with. And as we said earlier in the beginning, I, I think the movie's real strong parts are the atmosphere you got good performances. It's a good production, and the shock value works. Yeah, yeah. Good, good parting words here, man. You guys want to plug, uh, plug your stuff real quick again? I know we talked about yeah, it a little bit, but maybe uh, what you're working on now and where people can find you. You guys have been uh, punching out a bunch of uh, spooky stuff for the season, so it's been fun oh, yeah. to see and listen to. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like this month we've just been doing like horror horror movies like all month long. So um, we have like your episode uh, is coming out 
in a few days. So, well, we always release them on Tuesday. Uh, but then um, after that, we have one more, and then we're do we're doing trick or treat for that episode. So that'll be that'll be a fun episode to do it on, and that'll wrap up uh, the all horror all October post credits uh, lineup that we had. So, but it's been a lot of fun going over these movies, like having you guys on, and um, like our first guest, guest Aaron Abishan, like he had some like really unique insight uh, because he's a professor of film and he specifically teaches like horror classes which is like mind-blowing to me that's such you know? a cool uh, a cool like sub niche to get into as a yeah as a professional that's great yeah yeah it was really fun and then for me i'm just like i don't know i feel like i'm working on like artwork at a record pace you know so there's like there's going to be some really cool stuff coming out soon for me so yeah yeah you've been cranking stuff out i'm, I'm really jealous of that because yeah, filmmaking is a, a team sport and you know you, you kind of it's not responsible to get people together right now and have stuff going on but uh trying to put a few things together so that you know once it is safe to get pay people back together we can hit the ground running again but um you know check us out post credits podcast uh a lot of shows like matt and i started this as a quarantine project and um it was a lot of fun. I, I, I love just having a, a venue to just kind of talk our crap <laughs> about movies, right. like for some kind of authority. But, you know, right. it's it's the occasional insight, a lot of laughs along the way. Um, so, yeah. No, it, yeah. it's great. Uh, love the podcast, Matt. Obviously, in addition to the fact that we love your artwork, I honestly feel like it's been just awesome becoming friends with you man and we yeah same man we talk almost every week and it's it's fantastic and uh and 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 brian can't wait for for more stuff from from your end from the production standpoint and we should all uh make a b movie together someday one when, when we can uh all be in the same space again it'll be fun oh for sure yeah, for sure yeah we're close enough we'll make that happen yeah we've met some amazing people throughout this process um every listener we appreciate you. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And like John said, the you know the, the relationships that we're forming as we go, it's uh, it's something we never really expected, and it's great. And so this is our last episode, I think, before Halloween. So uh, we're just gonna we're gonna part ways here and say have a fun, safe, happy Halloween. If you've got kids, make sure you dress up. Uh, be safe if if you're not trick or treating in your neighborhood. Just do something outlandish and over the top at your own home. Make the kids have fun. Uh, let them have fun. and um, Make it a special day and enjoy. Yeah, make it a special day and enjoy. And thanks, everybody. We love you guys. Happy fall. Happy Halloween.